Every day we hoistle in at Pilots and Pictards Podcast. Welcome to the Pilots and Petards Podcast. This is the podcast with nothing much to do about aircrafts and potentially everything to do with the first episodes of a filmic series. And disclaimer, petard is a word, it's a real word, and petards are bombs. Look them up and read your Shakespeare. Yeah, come on. Okay, guys, uh, this is Drew. I'm the pragmatic cyclops of this podcast. And I'm Jimbo, the non-conforming existentialist pilot critic and the newly coined Kenny of the podcast. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, the magical Miss Mo, master of the pilots, will not be joining us this week. Her hatred for white people just could not allow her to break away from her thesis. <laughs> that is one way to put it. Yes, but joining us today, we have Brent from Home Video Hustle, and I think uh, he will be a very entertaining guest, and he will add much to our conversation. Hey, what's going on? I'm a, I hope I can, because uh, I'm kind of in unknown territory for myself here. I've not watched many of these type of shows before. Even better. <laughs> I had no idea what's going on a lot of the time. They're all wonderful and unique, and not at all exactly like this show. <laughs> yeah, man, we're really happy to have you, and... Check out Home Video Hustle. I listened to uh, their episode today, and I'm actually <laughs> thinking more about you guys making fun of Taylor Swift at the end. Oh, oh, it was Big Trouble in Little China. And that's yeah. a really cool movie. So check out Home Video Hustle. That's a cool episode, and uh, there's also some cool current events talk at the end. Got to let them know what's up. Brent, would you like to add any- anything else before we start the show? Got Home Video Hustle, new episodes every Friday. Follow us on Twitter. HVH Podcast, capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase I cast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those spots. You can follow us on there. Yeah, every Wednesday, find out what the new episode is going to be because there's a funny little YouTube video. It's, it's a nice pick-me-up. It's something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, well, let's let's go ahead and get started. So join us today as we cast judgment and determine if the WB basketball team melodrama one tree hill will be hoisted or not hoisted that is the question and for those of you new to our show you can go to our website and you can learn more about us you can also follow our blog so you can contribute to our pre-recording discussions about two weeks before each episode we will post a blog and you can watch the pilot and you can go in there throw in your two cents and then if your ideas are thoughtful enough you might make it on air not a lot of fan enthusiasm about One Tree Hill, so we do not have a lot of pre-discussion discussion to have. But Jimbo, what is your background on this pilot? I never heard of it. I had to Google search it. To my disappointment, it was more of the same of what we had been doing earlier on in our in our podcast. Yeah, Brent, we had a real five to seven week stretch of just like young pretty white people in high school having problems from the cw from the wb uh <laughs> it ranged in genre from like supernatural to seventh heaven to buffy to dawson's creek goddamn there were a lot of those shows and then we did freaks and geeks which had unattractive mm-hmm. people in high school but there were still some problems do you have a background with this show <laughs> only background this show i think i can remember is i used to watch well i still watch it but um wwf smackdown came on the same channel as, uh, as this show Ooh. and i would see commercials for it all the time and i think some nights it might even been like a lead into this show if i remember right so whenever i saw that intro i turned the channel so i have no background with this show at all besides <laughs> that 
This show somehow stayed on the air for nine years. I saw that. That bugged me out. It was like from 03 to 2012 or something like that. How how do these high school kids make it nine seasons? And they're already old. That's what I thought that when they showed the lead and, the mo- and his mom. I was like, they don't look like they're that far off in age. <laughs> anyway, she was like six. <laughs> he looks pretty old. So I watched this show like a million years ago when it came out and I passed. I passed pretty hard on it. And then last <laughs> summer... Um, I like to actually have a video, a TV show or something on in the background when I'm playing like my sports video games. And so I tried out a show or two and I watched two ish episodes of one tree Hill. Mm. And, uh, if, if you're willing to believe this, the pilot is the peak. It, it doesn't get much better. So I, uh, so Jimbo, you want to jump in with a 60 second summary for, for those of us who may have not watched the episode recently? Yeah. So we have one town, one team, one girl, one dad. Two moms and two Scots put it all on the line in a one-on-one street basketball game. The stakes are above the rim for a street game to see if Nathan will have to play with his abandoned half-brother Lucas. Nathan and his dad Dan are the cliche villains to Lucas's crew of nice guys and gals. Peyton, Nathan's sex-addicted girlfriend, gives all the hints that she will be falling for Lucas any episode now. In the end, Lucas beats Nathan in a come-from-behind win. How will they and the Ravens fare with the with the two Scots? Stick around to find out if you should care. And unless I missed anything, we are going to move into our high points. And we're going to let our guest Brent go ahead and start us off. The first high point I had written down, it, it made me actually burst out laughing watching it just now. Um, the bedroom argument. I was... Th- <laughs> It's like, um, I don't remember the, the names anymore, but like the, the young bad guy and his girlfriend were in the bedroom arguing. And then what he said, he called her a bitch and said she was listening to uh, Loser Rock or something. <laughs> I think it's, when he said Loser Rock, I think that's what made me crack up. <laughs> yeah. So like he was definitely being a dick and then he turned it on her and made her feel mm-hmm. bad. Oh, yeah. That was, that, was, that was quite a bit of gaslighting right there. He was just like, don't feel crazy for thinking I'm an asshole, <laughs> even though I'm an asshole. And then in between those scenes, he got his nipple pierced, which was never addressed, but... Yeah, that was out of nowhere, wasn't it? <laughs> there were a few things that were quite out of nowhere, but yeah, that was a really high school argument too, because he was like, you know I have options. <laughs> I was like, shit. Nathan, that's his name, Nathan. Nathan is the epitome of like spoiled punk. Mm-hmm. Jimbo, we could call him Nasty Nate for the rest of the show. <laughs> we could, but that would do, but but we have a Nasty Nate in our life and that would not do him justice. That's fair. Justice. That's fair. <laughs> oh, shit. So this actually transitions extremely well into my high point. And my high point is the Scott villains, Nathan and his dad, Dan. Dude, those two actors, they're really good at making you hate them. And that's their job in this episode. Like, you're supposed to hate those guys, and I definitely did. So kudos to their characters for and, and strong acting and really making the viewers hate you. There's a weird dynamic between the two of them. Like, they were definitely assholes to everyone else, but then... It was kind of weird when they were with each other because they were both kind of painted sympathetically. Mm-hmm. But I think like what weirded me out, especially like with the evil dad, was if you think about the timing of the basketball game and everything. Like when when Nate gets home on like that Friday night, it must be after like one thirty to two o'clock, and his dad is like sitting on the couch without <laughs> the TV on, like with a drink in his hand, and like it just reminded me of him being like very Ron Burgundy. Like, Who is this guy? I cracked up at that too. Yeah, their their father son dynamics was was absolutely strange. It's almost like a bad relationship. Yeah, because Nathan pretty much just tells his dad like "fuck off" in other ways. 
Yeah, and then his dad, like, very creepily was, like, pushing weights on him and then being like, get out of the way, get out of the way. <laughs> Every scene with the dad I loved, man. <laughs> he was a good villain. They that That is definitely a high point. In a show that we'll have some low points on, yeah, the dad and the son, that is weird. That was, <laughs> yeah, but they were both dislikable assholes. I would say the whole town is weird, just just to build on the weirdness of characters. This this is quite the strange town, especially in a comparison with like to do a a blast from from the past with Friday Night Lights. This town is nothing like Friday Night Lights. I feel like this town is like a very superficial like wannabe Friday Night Lights. Like that was the vibe they were going for, being like, look how much this town cares. Look at these cops turning a blind eye. Look at all this stuff. But like they were kind of low budget, so they couldn't really afford to like even show that. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think I think they were going for that, but dude, that is not a basketball town. Like that's just I don't know where in America you have to go where people are Texas crazy about basketball, but it, it wasn't that town. Yeah, that threw me off because I didn't I didn't expect it to be about basketball. I thought it'd be I didn't even know it was gonna be about sports at all. That all that threw me off. Me either. Maybe Chicago. Chicago's if if like anyone's crazy about basketball, I I could see like Chicago and parts in parts of New York. Well, like. I'm from North Carolina. It's supposed to be set in North Carolina. It was filmed in North Carolina. People don't care about high school basketball that much in North Carolina. They care about college basketball that much, but not high school basketball. So that was – and not like AAU is like the thing now. Like people don't care about your high school team. All your college basketball players come from another uh, from other states. Uh, Michael Jordan from Wilmington. Well, Michael Jordan is the only one probably. <laughs> <laughs> or Fitz, our fact checker Fitz did not look that up, so – Talk to him, listeners, if, if there's a problem with that. All right, Drew, what was your high point? This was like a really cool time capsule of a very specific era. Like if you were into alternative uh, rock like I was when this show was on and it was like kind of whiny rock, <laughs> some Gavin DeGraw stuff, uh, this show just hit it on all cylinders in the first episode. And then when Peyton was like grabbing those burn CDs that were like the orange CDs, because if you were of a certain age, you used to make a bunch of like burn CDs. That took me back, and I really liked that. And then, oh, man, it was, I got weirded out when, like, the school bus almost hit the train and when she almost hit the kid, or Lucas. Like, I got this, like, eerie feeling that something terrible was going to happen. <laughs> I thought so. I thought somebody was going to get hit. I didn't know if it was going to be the bus or the kid. I thought somebody was going to get hit, though. Yeah, I actually thought the bus was going to get re- sidewiped by the train. Brent, what, what did you think about the music, though, to, uh, to get back to Drew's high, high point? I hate to say, but I barely even noticed it. I did notice the CDs, though, the blank CDs, because to this day, I still make CDs all the time. I got some, like, right here in front oh, of wow. me. Oh, wow. Well, it's not. I guess your listeners won't know, but y'all can see I got a whole stack on right there. Nice. Oh, oh yeah, it sure does. The ones you get at the drugstore, too, because they come with a little yeah, thing man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Dollar General. <laughs> I thought the music was 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 half terrible and half, and half okay. I didn't like the music. I didn't like the music now anyway, but, like, if you were a white guy in high school it very much spoke to you because it was definitely like some pretty whiny alternative rock and then some pretty safe rap music. Like that N.E.R.D. song that like played when like they came on the court. Oh, you forgot about that. I was like, that was some pretty kind of like nerdy, nerdy rap right there. So I like it. I like that song a lot, but um, I think it spoke to like a very specific audience that it was going for. And yeah, I mean, I was that kid, but I didn't like this show. (laughs) Watched a lot of TV when I was young. Yeah, and even the time capsule. I I think the time capsule 
was a bit off as well. I feel like it was trying to do some 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 things and just not and not quite hitting. But but we uh, can talk about that later as well. I was I forgot until you said that. I forgot that they had a couple hip hop songs in there that made me laugh. That they seemed to play whenever like the bad guy was coming, the hip hop came, and I was like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, that was like that NERD song for like when he's rolling up and he's like all hard and shit, and like he's yeah. not, but like he's the villain of the show. I was like, that is appropriate. You know, like Pharrell is not scary. So at all. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So a little foreshadowing. We just turned our high points into mostly low points. So let's, <laughs> let's just move on to our Alyssa low points. Seems gating. Pretty shit. Fuck off. Go ahead and start us off on this one, Drew. Listeners of the show know that I do not like to be insulted as a viewer. And the best way to insult us, the viewers is just to over explain shit. And this show does a ton of over explaining. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch it again, but like off the top of my head, I feel like there's four separate conversations that all cover that these kids are half brothers, that the dad's kind of a scumbag, that the little brother's kind of a fuck up, or it's like the older brother's kind of a fuck up. But like in so many times, like um, older brother, coach, older brother, younger brother, kid, mom, kid, mom, wacky sidekick. Like, is that five? Like, that's a lot of them. One of them was actually a high point, but what did you guys think? Because this was a huge telling, not showing show. Yeah, I felt the same exact way. Yeah, this for real could have been like without commercials, it was like 44 minutes. This could have been like 23 minutes, half hour show. They could have cut all that stuff out you just talked about. Probably would have went down a lot smoother. Yeah, there there was a lot of people with the last name Scott and not they were definitely exposition dumping, but not even doing that good of a job of it either. Because it was kind of confusing, like, who was who. So they were, like, kind of talking about Nathan and Lucas a lot, but they weren't really clearly identifying the other players. And, like, the mothers, the mothers were were practically absent. This was a, mer- a very male-centric show as well. Yeah, it was a very male-centric show that, like, depended on, like, a lot of women as the foils or as, like, the parts pushing the plot forward, but they didn't like have a ton of agency or parts in the show like that's a good thing to point out i'll call this out as my favorite exposition dump because it got weird and intense but remember when the the younger brother comes in and is like nice ass car he's like hey think of all that business i gave you and then they have again the same conversation of isn't this fucked up and you know like this is my kid but my life's being ruined and then at the end the younger brother like yeah the younger brother who's the evil dad is like i told her to get an abortion and then fucking Lucas is standing Lucas behind walks him. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I had mentioned it earlier, but a fifth grader wrote this show. I mean, the plot is so lame. The conflict is are really bad. The one on one game was was lame. <laughs> it was. Well, okay, here's the thing though. I thought that the conflict was interesting. I think like two half brothers in a small town with the same dad, but one's kind of like the golden son and the other one is like the reject. I think that's an interesting idea. I just think that you're right, man. They dumbed it down so much that it was just like repetitive and repetitive, repetitive. And then the execution wasn't cool. So I like the idea, but I kind of don't like anything else. The idea is fine, but the actual conflict is whether they're they're going to play on the same team and like the whole way that 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 Nathan is like play just play me one on one dude like what do you like it's like what the hell like dude like it was it was really bad 
And after all that, didn't they end up just playing on a team together anyway? Yeah, because because Lucas said he he would hate that worse. So like he wants him to play with them. Like he's just such a nice guy. You know, he's like <laughs> Yeah, that one scene where like, what's your name? Um, Nathan's girlfriend was being mean to Lucas. I was like, he is super reasonable throughout this entire show. <laughs> like he was without flaw. He was, which makes for very boring characters. That's true. Um yeah, Brent, what do you think? I mean, you you called out a very specific aspect of Lucas, if you want to jump into that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say he had one flaw, and it was his hair. I don't know why, but his hair, every, every time, he, I swear it changed almost every scene it seemed. Like, it bothered me. I noticed that first before anything else in the scene. Just like sometimes it looked like it's kind of spiky. This sometimes it looked kind of, I don't know, it just was weird. It's bugging me out. And I even asked my girlfriend, I'm like, am I tripping? Like, his hair is different, right? I miss that first thing i saw every time the hair bumped with me a little bit too because like whenever he looked kind of upset or whenever he looked like you know when he was trying to like be broody or like think about some shit that's almost like a child's haircut you know because like it's all like sticking out at weird angles so sometimes it is supposed to look funny but other times i was like you kind of look dumb bro yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i was saying it just looked dumb as hell like they was purposely trying to i guess make you stand out from everybody else in the town or yeah, here's here's a, a like like another thing. I think it would have been cooler if if the dynamic was was more of a class dynamic as well. Because he seems to be not lower class. Like he's he's they're all middle class people, but the, he's playing like at the street court. It, you know, so like so like there and then he's like walking down at night and he's got his hood on and it's just I don't know, it's kind of I I feel like a missed opportunity. His mom seems fairly successful. She owns a restaurant or she manages a restaurant. They have a nice house. And I I mean, I guess that would would have been more cliche, like street kid versus the the upper class, like preppy yeah. kid. But I felt like they were trying to make him street, but not besides like dressing him up in like cliche, like hood. They didn't really, it was just a miss for me. I kind of think that might've been what they interpret as street. Like what if that's someone who doesn't understand like <laughs> what you know street culture is like or what like people who are actually poor are like or what people who like don't live in the suburbs is like what if they like were like whoa look how authentic this is it's nighttime and he's playing basketball those kids live in the suburbs though yeah i know but that's my point man like they don't really get I it i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's suburb street suburban street maybe suburban street well, I noticed too. I was laughing because I had thought the same thing. I was like, maybe all oh, this is going on there trying to make him look more, you know, hip. I guess he's not with the preps. And I was like, maybe that's why he's got he's got the black guy hanging with him with the basketball yeah, tattoo yeah, yeah. and everything. <laughs> Try to street it up a little bit. I was laughing anytime anything was going on. They cut to the black dude. He's just kind of going like he demon in the fist bump and everything during the basketball game. <laughs> I was yeah. That's all his street cred. He has his, uh-huh. his, his the one black kid who has black tattoo is his friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man yeah that was that was interesting because like it seemed like lucas's like crew or whatever and like that street ball game like none of their accents really matched up because like his one black friend kind of had like a brooklyn or like a northeastern accent and then his one mm-hmm. white crusty friend was like had a boston southie accent and then those two kids who were talking fast i don't know just like there was a lot of there's a lot of it seemed like there was a lot of character actor work with not a lot of plot or character development to go along with that shit so oof those are low points. Yeah, we could probably say more about that. I've I have one more low point to throw out there and then I guess we can move on. But Peyton, Nathan's girlfriend, she was just a terrible character and I and I think that's just bad writing. 
I didn't even get her name the whole episode, honestly. I, I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just me. I didn't get half these people's names until probably like the very end of There's the show. There's a lot of characters. Yeah. There are a lot of characters with like not a lot of like direction as to who was going to be like a main character. They just introduced you to a ton of people. Because when they first started out and they were showing like the people on the bus and the car and the people crossing the street, I didn't know. I was like, who the hell? Who am I supposed to be following? I guess everybody at once. And it was very unclear, too, of, of who Nathan's girlfriend is, because I guess she yeah. she was the one that almost hits Lucas in the car. But then he's driving around, like, making out with some chick that looks just like her. In, in front of a lot of people. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, someone's going to say something. Yeah, why is she driving he's, all over the place, too? That's not really explained. And, like, it's a small town, but she seemed to be driving for a long time. Yeah, dude. It was uh, just more bad writing. But her like sex jokes too, and then like she like they like go oh, like out out of their way to to have her be like a uh, aphrodisiac or something like that, you know whatever the the word I'm looking for is. There's like a whole lot of like character quirks, but not a lot of personality. That's that's annoying. They're like let's let's add this other detail to her because she's a she's a rebel who listens to like hard rock, but she's also a cheerleader. But she drives a classic car, and I'm like, damn, that's a lot of shit. Like, you know. And she's in an abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah, dude. She's not like checking like half the boxes available on the list. Was she the girl <laughs> in the towel? I didn't. I didn't get that. Yes, I thought. Yeah, so. she was. Okay, okay. She's a sex addict, man. She needs her fix. She's not going to go to bed without. Sex. I didn't know if that was the girl from the bus because it just shows her walking from behind. It's hard to say, and, man. And you know, he's got a say. nipple ring, and he says he has options. <laughs> yeah dude sure does <laughs> doesn't, doesn't the dad say somebody does he say if i wanted a daughter i'd adopt one or something yeah. like that i was like okay i don't i don't know it's gendered or anything i mean i guess it's better than it i guess it's better than the gay <laughs> joke or maybe it's just like a not super direct gay joke i don't know but i was like i don't i don't necessarily identify nipple rings as solely being not feminine i guess and when i saw when he said it, i was like oh yeah this is like oh three i forgot <laughs> nowadays i'm sure that wouldn't fly i think i think old white guys would definitely think that that was gay mm-hmm. back back in at least 20, 20 years ago oh yeah for sure oh, i gotta ask y'all too because um i didn't know exactly what the hell's going on since we talking about her what was all this about the webcam was she like a cam model too or something because there's a scene at the end where she's just like staring into a camera and nothing's really happening and old boy's just staring back at her she has a website or something. Yeah, that like that was another thing. Like, dude, she is just another character quirk. Such yeah. a bad character. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so like, a, I remember the internet in two thousand three. Like that was a very clear shot. Like we're doing some G chat right now, and some like Jimbo's a little pixelated. So in two thousand three, it was not that fucking clear. And that's what I, I thought just too. thought that she was like one of those weird people who like back in the day it was like people older than. I think all of us are like somewhere in like between 82 and 87 being born and stuff. But like back in the day when people were older in 2003, like in their 20s and stuff, people were really into like getting on MySpace and sharing a lot and just like staring at the camera. So oh, I mean, yeah. maybe she was like one of those people that was like really into the internet and meeting people on the internet before it was like a thing 15 years later. And and she could be an OG blogger too. Oh, maybe. I was just wondering, I know there was a scene, I guess maybe it was just the kids being assholes, but somebody was saying somehow she is naked on there every night or something like that. Yeah, I think they're being assholes, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think, but I think you're learning more about her character, because like, she, doesn't, she doesn't get along with all the cool kids and all the rich kids, because she's different, and she has a blog, so... But, but she's like fucking the yeah. rich kid, right? 
Yeah, and she's just obsessed <laughs> with him and getting like walked all over by yeah. him. And then she's being a, just an absolute taint to like the nicest kid yeah. in town. She's really mean to him, and like, <laughs> yeah, for no uh-huh. reason. He's he's taking her broken ass car to get fixed, and she's just like, dude. For one, if you're in the middle of nowhere, you're not gonna talk shit to the tow truck guy. That's like exactly. life 101. And she's acting like he's hitting on her so sleazily. And he like sees a sticker on her notebook and he's like, hey, this is a song by that band. Hey, human connection. And she's like, fuck you. That, mm, like, that is, it is disproportionate. <laughs> yeah, got left it's really there. not like appropriate. <laughs> so, the whole time that scene was going out, I was just like, man, just leave her there. Just leave her yeah. there. Like every time they talk, just leave her there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it ain't leave her car it, there. Man. Yeah, drop it back down and just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out on your own. All right. Well, I think we can move move on, and let's <laughs> and we're gonna toss it to a promo swap with one of our buddies. What does it matter? 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 Podcast with Sean Faust. Does genre really matter to you? Do you only listen to one style of music? Do you only watch one kind of movie? Do you only read one kind of book? No, you're not that boring, and nobody's that boring. So check out the podcast taking the world by storm called What Does It Matter? It's about anything and everything, because when it comes to genre, what what does does it it matter? matter? WDIM Podcast can be found at WDIMpodcast.blogspot.com. Tell your friends. Welcome back, listeners. And now we're going to move into our Crabman Award. Hi, Earl. Hey, Crabman. Drew, you want to explain for our new listeners what a Crabman is? So a Crabman Award is a pretty minor character or a character or something on the show that doesn't get a lot of airtime, but really gives back. You know, so it's something or someone who enriches the show, but not with a lot of screen time. Go ahead and nominate yours, Drew. I think my nominee truly comes from the spirit of the crab man, which is doing a lot with a little bit. And I thought Nathan's little goon, his henchman, uh, did a lot with a little bit of screen time. Like he was like a shitty little dude. He kind of like even enhanced Nathan's like douchiness because he was like like over the top (laughs) villainy like when the cops tell them they can go away he like high fives and scores and like when they roll up on the basketball game uh you know he's like hey i invited some people so he's just a shitty little bro and the fact that nathan like both tolerates him keeps him around just shows you also another way how nathan's a dick and it's one of the only times in this show where they're showing and not telling so i appreciate that fact about his little henchman that is a solid crab man nominee. Brent, can you say your crab man, please? My crab man nominee would actually be two of them. Two, there's like these two little guys. They don't really I'll pop up. I don't think in the show other than in the basketball scenes, but they're like commentating over the whole entire game. And there's a, at the end, they even have like the, the suits and everything on and they're getting all into it. They're hype, jumping up and down. I've never seen that because, you know, there's always in the street games, you had the guys on the side going, yeah, yeah, but never anybody full get up microphones, throwing out all the basketball terminology like it's a real NBA game. It was cracking up every time they popped up full screen. I love those dudes. (laughs) I completely agree with Brent, man. I love those kids. In fact, they they do such an awesome job in that that opening scene. They're the first ones to tell us that the two players both have the last name of Scott. 
Oh, they that's say, right. Oh, Scott hits the basket. And yeah, dude, they, they had, so, so they were compared with the announcer at the high school basketball game. And then they're at the street game and they're, yeah, dude, they're given all the commentary, just like at sports center. And I thought those kids were awesome. And when they did come back at the, at the end of the, the, the show and they have their suits on, I'm with Brent, man. <laughs> that was funny, dude. And that stuff was gold. I'm getting voted down here. I do want to say this. What annoyed me about those guys was they were like two of my exposition dump scenes. Like when I counted out five of them, like they also very much spoke about it. I'll say this. You are you guys are making me come around to them being the most entertaining besides the abortion one. Um, they are probably the most entertaining of the exposition dumpers. So I can appreciate them in that way. And I can be swayed by majority to the commentators because of of the exposition dumpers, they are pretty entertaining. They're weird though, man. Like, yeah, you're right. People don't do that. It's just like no. they were like super intensely into this. And then also like the dudes who were playing street basketball completely ignored them, which made it weirder. You know? And so <laughs> When like, was the last time you seen LeBron James start acknowledging the commentators? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, LeBron the stakes are a bit higher. Hey, not in that town, dude. That was that was one on one basketball. That's as real as it gets, dude. That's a pretty quality point you just made there. Okay. Well, I didn't, okay. I, then you know I didn't what? even think there'd be a crowd there. It was like at midnight they played the game, right? Oh, yeah. So all these people stayed up just to go watch this little basketball game. I've been at home sleep, man. I don't care that much. <laughs> didn't they also like make arrangements for that game that day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's... Yeah. I feel like they gave it away. <laughs> I feel like they gave it away. Like I feel like, again, I like the conceit and I like the idea of the show, and this is way out of left field for Crabman, but they might have given away that climactic thing too quick. You know? Oh yeah. Like they could have like had that been like four episodes in, letting them have like a big old one on one game with some shit on the line, but Drew, did you want them to exposition dump for three more episodes until we get that one on one game? Come mm. on, man. What what if the one on one game had been the opening scene and there had been like no dialogue and they were just going at it and they like hit each other in the face? Would what, what do you think about that? We could there's a lot of what what ifs for this show, dude. They could have used a lot of what ifs. <laughs> yeah, they could have. Well, we'll talk about what was going on behind the scenes and the dangling threads. Maybe that was part of it, too. Unanimous? I, yeah, I'll come in and I'll be unanimous. And so our Crab Man Award, by unanimous decision, is going to the street commentators. We make crab noises. <laughs> okay. those, those, those are official effects right there. All right, listeners, and now we're going to roll into our MVP. And for those of you that are new, this is the most valuable part of the pilot. Go go ahead and start us off, Brent. <laughs> for me, the MVP, any scene with the evil dad, man, that's what kept me entertained. That kept me like from falling asleep because, honestly, I was kind of nodding and bored watching most of it. But anytime he was on the screen, I just was cracking up, man. Just, I was just, like you said, the writing ain't that great. So it's just like they just made him be like almost as evil as they could without him like killing somebody or doing anything crazy like that. But just the stuff he say, stuff he do, like the weightlifting scene you talked about where he's like putting yeah. weights. <laughs> the kid's trying to lift weights. He's barely doing it. He's like, oh, here's a put more, you know. Then he can't lift it. He just like move. And he's like basically showing me how it's done. Just craziness. I love that dude, man. Yeah, that 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 dad, he's definitely living his dreams through Nathan. And I'm and I'm not sure Nathan really gives a shit about basketball. I don't think so either. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. And then also, like, man, he is, like, so much that dad living through his kid that he goes, like, past cliche and past archetype and comes all the way back around to just, like, awesome evil character. And underrated, like, evil character scene when he goes at it with the coach. <laughs> I forgot yeah, about the he coach. He goes at Damn. it with everybody. 
He goes at it with his ex or his his baby mama that's 17 now. He goes at it with the coach. He goes at it with his brother. He goes at he just goes at it. He goes at it with Nathan twice. Even with his son, yeah. He's just going at it with everybody the whole show. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, my dad has this saying that he likes and it's um if you meet an asshole in the morning, you know, that kind of sucks for your morning and that guy's an asshole. If you meet an asshole in the morning, if you meet an asshole at lunch, if you meet an asshole at dinner, if you meet an asshole after dinner, you're the asshole. So <laughs> just kind of seems like Dan is a huge asshole. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, Jimbo, you can probably bet the context in which he told me that story. For <laughs> show. Yeah. All right, Drew, what's your MVP? Um, we ripped on it a little bit, but I did want to talk about it at both my MVP and in my dangling thread of interest, but there's some decent editing with the basketball scenes. Um, a lot of times in like sports shows and stuff, you'll see like the ball goes up out of the frame and then it drops in through the hoop or you hear the sound effect. There were some long shots, like some wide frame angles on here where like actors, they're either good edits because in the first scene that's not nathan duncan and that's not nathan playing but those are some no sharp, of course not yeah but those are some sharp edits yeah. like there's some not yes, great definitely. edits sometimes and then in the final scene um some of those wide angle shots um with lucas's character hitting some shots um it's good editing you know so i uh there's this writer i like on the ringer called shay serrano and he talked about like the hierarchy of filming for shows and filming sports and just like he says that like football is the easiest and the best like you can mask people's faces you can set up the arcs you can like lay down like the stunt stuff and you can kind of hide the deficiencies whereas basketball is the hardest because like that's where like you have to be able to dribble and you have to be able to shoot and you have to be able to run and like be coordinated and not all actors are coordinated so they did have some nicely coordinated people playing these basketball scenes and i feel like the guy who played lucas took some of those shots where like they he didn't did. yeah they didn't break the they didn't break the edit i i was gonna say he he has he has a decent jump shot like like his like his form is 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 good i thought so too it surprised me because i thought it's gonna be just like a bunch of like you said bunch of just quick edits almost like when you watch like a bad fight movie and they just edit between all the hits and everything <laughs> real fast i was waiting for that but it was actually way like you said way better film than i thought it was gonna be and and shout out to lucas he was some punk kid on the gilmore girls because I saw, I was like, I recognize this kid. I was like, where the, like, where is he from? And he, he must've been on Gil, the, the Gilmore girls for like one season when, when she goes to the preppy school anyways. Yeah. So I was surprised to see him, you know, actually have a shot, which I guess should, it shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah. I mean, they're actors as part of their craft and whatnot, but it was, it was still cool. And like, they, they told a lot more story with the basketball scenes than anything else too, you know, like. When he gets like knocked in the nose, like that is more of like the show and not telling because he's like, it's not a foul. Like, fuck you. I'm going to beat you anyway. And the block, the block mm-hmm. was pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. The block was cool. Not him, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this transitions well into my MVP and mine is the parallelism in that opening scene where you have Nathan's at the high school varsity game and then Lucas is at the street game just playing with his bros. They both have the announcers. Both players are the stars. Both Scots are the stars. And then even just and and, and even the final touches with like the party bus and Lucas almost getting smashed by the car. You know, like that was a kind of exciting scene because you're like, what the hell is gonna happen? Like, is the car gonna hit the bus? And then all of a sudden you see the train. It's like, oh, is the train gonna somehow wipe them both out somehow? It it doesn't do those things, but but I just thought the you know the actual 
shooting and the editing for those opening scenes was was well done. Oh yeah, am I the only one? Have y'all ever seen the Final Destination movies? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I haven't, man. Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm about to say I was thinking of the first one. I forget who the guys where the train was going by and it like knocked something, and, like cut his head off or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just I don't know why, but oh, I was watching the guard thing. I was like, first ah, thing that came like yeah. I know. I was thinking about like I was like, I don't think anybody died in basketball way, so I don't get it, but no, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's when they showed the train coming and all the kids. I don't know, it just final destination popped into my head. Yeah. But it's a CW show, so I'm sure nobody's gonna get their head cut off here. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to Buffy, man. But Buffy had some groundbreaking violence in it back in the day. I need to I've never seen Buffy before. No, don't, dude. Uh, don't. Skip, oh, skip don't? the pilot. That, yeah, that is our no, worst rated no, no, pilot no. at this point. I, yes, I love that show. So far. Go, go to season two. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> no, that that was sarcasm from Jimbo. Um, I like. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the parallelism, Jimbo, that I would call out is um, kind of the turnaround fadeaway. I thought that was the peak of where like the two stories were coinciding in the beginning. Um, and that was nice. That was really good editing. All right, so I think we can move on. And Mo's not here, so I guess I'll announce it to our Stormy Daniels Dangling Threads. <laughs> and I guess we already talked about yours a bit, Drew, but so so let's so let's dive back into your dangling thread. Sure. Um so I think I don't know. I mean I would ask I would ask you two this question. Um what do you think is the most filmable or what sport do you think has the best movies? And then what sport do you think has like some of the worst just because that's actually on my patardar, like some sports movies. But I think I agree with like Serrano. Um, I think that football definitely has a lot of very iconic films. And I think it kind of lends itself to being cinematic Um, in real life, too. If you think about how many like Hail Marys and last second or like crazy final college football plays there are. But what do you guys think? Go ahead, Brent. Probably with your football. I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but I know there's a lot of football movies that everybody likes. But one sports movie I like that nobody really talks about. You ever seen Shaolin Soccer? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Oh, y'all gotta y'all gotta check that out one day. So um, I forget if it's like Hong Kong or Japan, one of those two. But it's just a soccer movie, but they're doing like Matrix moves where they kick the ball and it's going in slow motion, and they're like diving backwards and stuff like when they dodge the bullets. <laughs> it's a bunch of crazy stuff like that, and that's always one of my favorite sports movies, just because of how you know dumb it is. But I'm with you though. Football is the most filmable for sure. Like you can throw any any stunt man in those suits. But the it's not technically a football movie, but the last Boy Scout is always like my favorite football oh, movie scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> the first scene, last Boy Scout. I saw that scene when I was too young. Oh, me too, probably. <laughs> I've always even as a kid I laughed at it though, because the guy just pulls out the gun and just starts shooting everybody. <laughs> Oh man, at the very yeah, end. Yeah, the football movies are strong. I'm not sure if it's because football is a better sport to film necessarily. I could, I mean, like going back and re- and, and rewatching the boxing scenes and like the Rocky movies are really bad. But that's just because it's dramatized boxing. Mm, but yeah, yeah. Like I'm thinking like like kickboxer and blood sport are really cool fighting scene. You know, like sports type fighting. Mm-hmm. And I can even think of some baseball movies that, you know, like Major Leagues is awesome. Yeah, yeah baseball cinematic. And even basketball movies. There's there's a bunch of good basketball movies I like as well. I'm I'm not convinced that any one sport is necessarily better. I would say basketball movies get the short shrift. Um, I don't think there are as many, like, really good basketball movies. And I would push back on the boxing because I feel like boxing movies ruined actual boxing for me. Because, like, boxing movies, everything is, like, a cool punch 
or like really intense or like fast action. And then if you were to mm-hmm. watch like a ten round like boxing match, like there's not that much of that, you know. So like I kind of like boxing is a technical sport. I mean that's it's like watching wrestling. Like if you don't understand the sport, you're you're going to be bored out of your mind. Oh yeah. What about wrestling movies? Wrestling, y'all, y'all like wrestling, movies, think, wrestling movies. I can't think of any. I think the last wrestling movie I saw was like that Steve Carell movie where like he killed that guy. Wasn't that a wrestling movie? It's like Foxcatcher. <laughs> oh, oh, not the yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. What was, was the last wrestling sure movie? Then? I think the last big one. I think Mickey Rourke. The wrestler. Oh, that was a good yeah. movie. Mickey Rourke. That was a cool yeah. movie. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. It's good, dude. And I, I got into some wrestling documentaries because they were um they were kind of big for a couple years in early 2000s like the brett hart oh yeah that was a good one dude yeah and and there's another one about like which is three broken down wrestlers um and that one was depressing oh and the mankind one oh i read mankind's book beyond the mat that's what it is yeah yeah but it's hard to make a wrestling movie when you have wwe wwf every single week that's true monday night this and that i mean actually it comes on multiple times a week like like what are you competing with comes on mondays tuesdays wednesdays <laughs> you could probably watch it every single night if you went to the you know the knockoff stations oh yeah well um okay i mean that's, that's a dangle thread we can agree to disagree but i think i don't know i remember there was this rumor or like there's someone wrote a sports illustrated article about it but like lebron james owned the rights to like this basketball movie that was going to be told through the lens of like one game and like it was when he was like younger so i think it was like between like 18 and 26 but it was about like a young player taking over from an older player going into like one older player leaving their prime who would have been like an older actor and LeBron James would have played like the younger guy and the whole story would have been told like through the game like with some flashbacks in between but like it would have started in the game and ended with the game I guess they would have changed but I just heard or read that like they could never cast enough people or they couldn't get the right people to come in to do it and I only think there's some good basketball movies with like good basketball scenes, you know. So you're not a fan of Like Mike? <laughs> I'm more of a fan of Like Mike too. I'm just kidding. I haven't seen that. Man, I don't know. I can't be objective about Like Mike, but like you know, in terms of like talking about like shooting out of the frame and the ball coming in through the hoop, if you watch White Men Can't Jump, uh, that really takes over that movie for me. And like, it's still a really fun movie. And like, the point of the movie is not basketball. It's about like you know joking Dude, and shit but both but both those guys are athletes both of them can dribble they're, i mean they're both athletic i mean but woody harrelson can can play basketball a bit yeah. and wesley snipes can play probably all all sports okay <laughs> well all right you know that's a dangle thread and i don't think we're getting further with yeah. that one um no. brent do you want to jump in there because you are going to talk about something i want to talk about too the whole time I watched this episode, I think we talked about it earlier, though, a little weird ass friend. Because like I said, it is a friend, right? It's not, it's not a sister, right? It's a friend. And I think her, okay. her name is Haley James. For those of you that were really paying attention, for those of you that weren't paying attention much, she's the forgettable chick that has the crush on Lucas. Okay, so she oh, does. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was wondering about. She does. I was thinking, I'm just like, the whole time, like, I bet throughout the course of this show, it's just always going to be like, oh, when they finally going to hook up. When they're going to finally do whatever. Because you could just tell the way it was leading up to it a little bit. Because he's going to chase after the main girl or the other guy's girlfriend. That's probably not going to work out. He's going to end up on the, with her at the end of the show or something like that. Yeah, Peyton is the cheerleader girl. He's the girl that he... That's the girl he likes that he shouldn't like. And Haley is the girl that he's supposed to like because she's like a cool chick. But I didn't care about her as a character. 
again, much like Peyton, she was someone who I feel like they gave lots of like attributes to, you know, like look how quirky and funny she is and look how, you know, weird she is, which is cool because cool people are weird or something like that. And like, she even like calls it out. She says, she's like, oh, but we're not like Dawson Joey right now. And I'm like, that's a little yeah, on the nose. Yeah, funny. <laughs> if I like she was charming though was she charming or was she just like I thought weird so. and I thought so I, I didn't feel her to be natural at all I didn't either it just she was annoying for most of it I feel like she's what like <laughs> dude screenwriters think of as like cool girls you know like people who like worship that dude and there's like some quirky shit going on and laughs at all his stuff but like doesn't really have her own like I don't know motives or anything like Mm-hmm. I feel like this she... is this is what I'll say. Sorry, uh, Drew. Go, go ahead. No, get in here. It's cool. Okay, I think she's doing what Doctor K re- recommended. Okay, they gave her a script, and she's she's just trying to make some lemonade out of you know the the most <laughs> sour lime that the directors gave her when they handed her her script. Her script sucked. Like, what what is she supposed to do? So you think she's a, you think she's a rogue That's actress true. who is just like this is a very I think she's part, making and I'm just gonna make this shit work. I, that makes me like her more. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I thought of it because because I thought she had a nice smile and she's like a charming girl. She's you know she's good looking and you know she's kind of like quirky and her lines are just terrible and I think she pulled them off fairly well. Like the stuff she says is just not very interesting at all. She's like trying to. I mean, like I don't know. I'm not gonna blame her. I'm blaming the writers. It's just like with the hair I talked about earlier. Just every time she was on scratches to notes, how she kept just she had like the crazy eyes, she like did. her eyes just always seemed like they were <laughs> she blurred did. out. She was too intense. She was too intense for being a teenager. Yeah, huh? I don't know. She was like yeah. a neurotic late twenties person, but she was supposed to be like sixteen. <laughs> yeah, like just way too excited to be talking about unexciting things. Yeah, who's that self-aware in high school? <laughs> right. Uh, what do you got, Jimbo? Did we dangle that one? I think okay. Oh, uh, so, well, Brent, you can have a last word. No, I just I just wondered like cause, um well you said you had seen the shows a long time ago. I just was sitting here wondering as I am probably not well, I'll wait and say that part. But I probably won't <laughs> spoiler. I, I probably won't find By the way, yeah, Brent, Brent reads the show notes. Find as out the answer. So thank you for reading the yeah. show notes, Brent. <laughs> and there's our first mo shot. Oh yeah. Petard's throne. There you go. It took us fifty <laughs> minutes almost to you know. I'm proud of us. We grew up. Yeah. Well that's a good one, Brent. That's a nice dangling thread. <laughs> Uh, Jimbo, hit us with yours, man, because there's actually there's a hidden yeah. thread within your dangling thread I want to bring up. Okay, cool. So I appreciated the attempt at making reading cool. I don't think it worked, but 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 when Lucas is shooting at the park and uh, his one buddy asks him, "What are you reading?" and he t- starts talking about Steinbeck and he's like, "I you know read through you or something weird," and so like. I just thought that was cool. And then like his mom gives him a book and he's excited to read it. It was something by Shakespeare. And now I forgot what it was. Was it Julius Caesar? It was. That was yeah, my yeah. thread within a thread. Yeah, I was okay, like, okay. Shakespeare connection, petards. Like, yeah. So like, that's yeah. like, go, Drew. Well, I was going to say like, oh man, I thought that was a well, more well-known Shakespeare reference when I proposed that as the name of our show. It is not well-known. And when like one in 40 people is like, I know what a petard is, like Shakespeare, Hamlet. I'm like, it makes my heart smile. So I was like, I like the Shakespeare reference. It makes me like the show more. Now, did you think about the actual story, Julius Caesar? A little bit. I mean, the betrayal part. I tried to think if there would have been a better Shakespeare play. And I couldn't come up with one off the top of my head, except maybe Macbeth. Like, like betrayal within a family, I guess. But I mean, there's not. 
I don't know. I thought I racked my head to find a better Shakespeare play, but maybe that was the best one. Maybe one one of the comedies where it's like two people against each other. But yeah, I'm or how about the one um Taming of the Shrew or something maybe? I I don't if know. If he gave it to Peyton or Nathan or Dan who's the shrewiest of them oh, all. No. Actually much much ado much ado about no much ado about nothing by Jane Austen. Um a Midsummer's Night Dream? Well, well there's a Shakespeare no, well, there's a there there's a Shakespeare. Oh, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Um, we obviously didn't research our Shakespeare enough, but yeah. So, but uh, back to the mate, the you know the making reading cool. I I like that Lucas's character likes to read. Well, I mean, he seems to be just a good kid that does what is wants to please his mom. So he's, but he also is seems to truly enjoy oh, shit, reading. Oh by Shakespeare. I don't think you see Never mind. Sorry. On, yeah, of course. Okay, which. Which uh, which you don't see in TV for one. It's not the most exciting television to be throwing in lit- literature and reading. But then it also kind of alludes to to the NBA's kind of public service announcements where they were really pushing the reading is fundamental. And so like I saw that connection too. Like maybe they could reinforce what the NBA is trying to push with uh, reading. And so I don't know if they develop it in the later series, but I thought that was at least a cool try. Uh yeah. You know, I mean, that was that was cool. And I think did did he call it Vonnegut? I was like, that would have been a cool that was like a nice little roll call of like books that you read in high school to that at the time made you feel deep and are still kind of deep, but are deeper in high school. Was was his mom betrayed when he joins the basketball team? Maybe that was the, you know, the Julius Caesar getting getting hacked up. Not quite, though. Maybe he betrayed the weird friend by trying to get with that that is a betrayal. Maybe it's something. Maybe maybe something's gonna gonna come in the future, and like, and Dan kills his brother or something. <laughs> to foreshadow to a future episode. I think they could have probably found a better Shakespeare book, or maybe not even do Shakespeare. Is there but, a book about brothers feuding, or is there a book about like a younger, like ignored brother, like a classic? Probably. Um, there probably is. There has to be. Maybe like you could have done of mice there's, and men. There's the uh, Greek play. There's there's a Greek play. And I don't remember the title of it, but but where the one brother overthrows his brother as as king, and the other brother gets back at him by killing his kids and cooking them and eating and feeding them to him. That's that's the uh, spoof that uh, South Park does with the uh, oh, Scott um, Timmerman. Um, Scott Timmerman. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's based on an old Greek. I guess it's a tragedy because it's certainly not a good ending. Yeah. It's a really good episode. Yeah, man. You should look it up. It's worth... I didn't read it, but it's worth reading just the summary, dude. It's so twisted. All right. So I think I think we did dangle those. Oh, no. We actually, more. we have we have one. This one's from We Fitz. have one more. Fitz did some research for us. Oh, no. Well, I had, I had another one, too. Do we, do we have anything to say about entitled punks? The whole time I was watching this show, I'm just like, dude, Nathan is kind of you know, the foreshadowing of like just super entitled punks that think that everyone owes them something. And like the way he treats his girlfriend is just proof of it. The way he disrespects his dad, which is kind of a dick, but still, and he just doesn't really have respect for anyone. Like he expects to get off when the cops find them. I don't know if there's more to say about it, but yeah, he's like, you know, like the pedestal of like just entire or entitled, yeah, entitled privilege, little assholes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it lends itself to, like, that idea, like, no one can feel like the villain and no one can feel like they get anything easier than anyone else. You know, like, everyone has to feel like they're like, oh, poor me. And, like, even though he's given every fucking thing in that town, he's still, yeah, acting like a little dick, like a little privileged dick. That just reminded me. So, too, the scene where the, uh, the cops came and they told up, they told him and his friend to go. Was the coach upset about that? Should have been. 
Yeah, they they suspended like half the team. That's why they had to have Lucas join the team. Yeah, dude, the coach probably pulled some serious strings with the principal. Like that's like like that's like something that like Friday Night Lights like that like that would have been Friday Night Lights where the cops just would have been like, oh, never mind, it's just the boys. Go ahead, boys. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. odd because again, it's like there's people there. Like why don't why don't those other fucking basketball players who now have no incentive to be loyal to anyone because their season's over? Why aren't they like fuck that? Nathan was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an undeveloped, just weak point. <laughs> mm. Yeah, his dad would have had more uncomfortable interactions with everyone else. The judge and lawyer. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's sitting in his house by himself, like with like a glass of liquor. Yeah, it's like friends, he's like, I wonder dude. why no one calls me because you're a dick. <laughs> I was surprised the way that he's written like there he didn't have like a, like I don't know like a hooker or some girl just in there with him or something. Yeah, right. he's actually by himself. <laughs> yeah, they're making him a faithful husband for some reason. Yeah. Mm. Ah. All right. Um. Yeah, Nathan's. Yeah, Nathan's a little fuckboy, much like Dawson. Yep. Dude. Yeah, bro. Oh, he's a huge dude, bro. Oh hell All yeah. All right, so let's so let's maybe dangle this last one. It should be a quick one as well. I think. Go ahead, Drew. Our show researcher Fitz found out that apparently the showrunner creator, like head writer of the show, uh, has been nicknamed like Weinstein Jr. Um, because last November, um, one female writer from One Tree Hill started uh, post Me Too movement, started tweeting about, you know, how shitty he was of a dude. And he was still in the industry like he's been executive producing or he was executive producing the Royals on the E! Network for four seasons. And then to show solidarity that it wasn't just one female writer, um, every single female cast member um, and every single female writer like signed a letter about how like creepery the guy was, like touching people inappropriately and like getting in their space, but also like showing naked pictures of his actress girlfriend to people and like casual conversation. And like, yeah, he got he's been indefinitely suspended from that e show, but yeah, some of the things about like the way that. I'm looking back on how the women are characterized in the show and the way Jimbo that you talked about, like the women being important to the show, but not having voice or motive. I'm like, how much of that is this like creeper fuck, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised here. This seems to be the same story we had with seventh heaven. And I think there's going to be just more and more of this popping out from the industry. I think the, the weak female characters is also a product of its Mm -hmm. time, which might be somewhat coincidental. I mean, I don't think it's that coincidental. If, he, if like, the head showrunner guy, like, doesn't respect yeah. women and doesn't think highly of them, like, I don't imagine his female characters getting much more empowered over the course of, like, the next nine seasons. But it, that would be something interesting to look at. Then not not coincidental. Oh, yeah. There's that one word that was important. Um, what do you think, Brent? No, I think... I know, no, dude. I just think you forgot to I say not. Was, okay, That's okay, what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I did not. No, I oh, did not. <laughs> sorry. Then I misheard you. It's the skipping on thing. Sorry, dude. No, I'm yeah, yeah, whatever. Listeners, you'll figure it out. Or it'll get edited down. So so Brent, I usually I usually say offensive shit, <laughs> like not necessarily that I that I mean that, but it just kind of comes out that way cuz I didn't think about it too much before I said it. All right. <laughs> I usually mean it though. I just don't word it properly and it comes off maybe a little bit wrong. Or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happens yeah. a lot with us. <laughs> we're there for you, Jimbo. We're all we're all on an uphill trajectory. Yeah. We all want to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Fish it's life. Out. Yeah, Home Video Hustle is a sex-positive show. They talk about some real shit, and it is non-judgmental. And it comes oh, yeah. up every fucking show. Not at all. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We know what the listeners want. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but I did notice um, y'all talking about the producers. Um, did y'all watch a lot of Nickelodeon, like all that and type of shows back in the day? Yeah. I, that's that logo that popped up at the end. I think it's like TRP or whatever it was. That's the same logos that would pop up on some of those shows. So these are like Nickelodeon producers yeah. that did this show. It looked like it's a shame for huh. scumbags. I know the Brian, Brian Robbins is a name I recognize. That's, no, is that the guy name is like Brian Schwan. So that's that was the executive producer. That makes me feel bad if it's like Nickelodeon people. But actually, did you see that thing about the Ren and Stimpy guy like a month ago? I did yeah. read about that. That's so fucked yeah, up. That's crazy. Mm. I used to love that show too. <laughs> all these shows we love are getting ruined. It seems like and all these mm. messed up past people. Yeah, like like I said, that's just gonna keep on coming yeah. out. Maybe the future will be better. I mean, maybe it'll just like keep scummy motherfuckers away. Oh yeah, but I mean they're. Well, I think there's, I think being a, a scummy mofo helps you thrive in such an in, uh, such an industry. In the past, I I push back on that narrative of like people have yeah, to no, be no, no. In the past. to be creative geniuses. No, you don't have to, but there's a huge incentive for being an asshole. Mm. Okay, well, I mean the results are All there. Right, dangled, yeah. mo- moving, moving on. on. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, and now. The moment before the moment we've all been waiting for, watch or rewatch. And we don't need to, to waste no, your time. I'm not going to watch this. What's it going to be, Brent? No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Hell one no. episode of One Tree Hill. <laughs> That's enough. Yes, one is enough. If you haven't seen any, good on you. Next week, we're watching The Crown. Hop on yeah, that. It'll be cool. Ch- jump in the gun there. <laughs> all right, listeners. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. To hoist or not to hoist? That is the question. And for any new listeners, this is where we decide you, this is where we give you the final judgment of this show. And so hoist means that the show sucked. Not hoist means that it was at least good enough. Yeah. And we have solid consensus here. This is a hoisted show. Hella blown up, petards and shrap metal all over this the place. Is, this is definitely hoisted and it was better than I remembered, but that doesn't mean it was good. It was definitely better than I expected. Yeah, same here. Good for you. Good for you, One Tree Hill. You did better than we thought, but you still were blown up by your own bomb. Yeah, in- we indeed. Yeah. One yeah, there there were some respectable high points and MVPs, so you know that's that that's something. Okay. I feel like there's a respectable crab man. So- I came around with a crab <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. There was a respectable crab man, yeah, you know. Yeah. That was the best part of the show. Lots of lo- lots of low points, though. You know, just a, a mountain. All of right, low points. Uh, Jimbo, you want to announce this one? Sure. By unanimous decision, hella hoisted one tree hill. It's been a while since since we've hoisted a show. Yeah, people people have been digging us. They're like, "Do you guys ever hoist shows?" I'm like. We we go by recommendations from the people who write reviews, so it's not our fault if you guys are not recommending shitty shows. But One Tree Hill Launchpad, thank you. So now we come to the part of the show where we add this pilot to our ever-growing list of pilots that we've watched. This is the quest for the best, but probably this week more of a quest for the worst. So, uh, Brent, I don't know how many of the shows you've seen, but um, I know you listened to our One Punch Man episode that currently sits at number three. It's very high on our list. I do not see uh, One Tree Hill being anywhere near there. So, uh, Jimbo, our last five shows have all been hoisted by unanimous consent. Last place, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
then Seventh Heaven, then Alex Inc., which I don't know if you watched that, Brent, but it was that TV show about a podcaster. It was shitty. Um, Zach Braff is in it. Then Wonderfalls, then Firefly, and those are all of our unanimously hoisted. So, Brent, if you want to say something about, if you know any of those shows, or Jimbo, if you want to get started, go ahead. So, yeah, so so Brent can listen to us, and we and we we will make this quick. I'm saying it's Wonderfalls ish. I would even I would say between Wonderfalls and Firefly. I I'll get behind that. Although I'm gonna have Mo weigh in at some point. She needs to watch some of these. She's things. not gonna watch it. No, 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 dude. Let, let, let's just settle it now. I think I think okay. Firefly okay. is a lot more enjoyable, uh-huh. all, all, although long, and definitely had some low points, but. And granted, I did have a you know you know my limp biscuit was was affecting my you know my judgment a bit, but One Tree Hill is pretty bad, dude. One Tree Hill is a story, Jimbo. Firefly pilot was not a story. S- say something to that. It was world building. Mm-mm. There, I mean there there were some good scenes. I mean the story in, in One Tree Hill is just not very good. And and I think if we look at everything o- overall, you know you got a sci-fi cool space show that has some interesting dynamics has a more diverse crew mm-hmm. and you have a uh, more character development there's really not a whole lot of character development going on in, in one tree hill yeah it's more of a it's more of a complete arc story arc but it's a really lame story arc that a fifth grader could write that's true and jimbo you know firefly had these really funny dinosaurs in it so Let's go ahead. It sure did. Yep. Let's go ahead and put uh, One Tree Hill above Wonderfalls and below Firefly. So there we go. Which is so that's coming in at our new eighteen. Oh wow, cool. We've done some. Of the, oh, that's cool. We've done a bunch of shows. Great. We sure have. Okay. <laughs> eighteen of twenty-two. For those of you keeping track at home that don't have access to our website, pilotsandpatards.com. Get on the boards. Throw some yep. elbows. All right, and so we are going to move on. And for new listeners, we are going into our Patardar. And this is where we recommend something to you based on whatever we feel like while we were watching this show. And go and Brent, do you, do you have some recommendations for our listeners? Yeah, watching this movie, uh, I mean, watch this episode. First movie that came to my mind is one called Above the Rim. Have you guys seen that before? It's been a while. I, yeah. I used to watch that all the time on TNT. Dude, I love Tupac. Mm-hmm. I love the Mar- you know, the Wayne's brothers. I know it was only Marlon in that one, but yeah, dude, that that was definitely a cool movie. I remember watching it a long time ago, and it yeah. was the Tupac movie for me. Yeah, keep going. Tupac had a bunch of good movies, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. this was the one that stuck out for me. Yeah, the, now I think there's a, there's another movie too. It's called um, Sunset Park. Was another one I Ooh, thought yeah, of okay. watching this. It's been a while for that one. I can't I I can't recall it besides the title. Mm, I don't know that one. What's it about? It's just another basketball movie, pretty much. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I just those two movies came to my head, and I was trying to think of something to relate to this type episode. Cool. So i i also I also have some basketball movies, and so I'll just jump in with mine. And I say, and for me, I thought of street basketball movies. That that's what came to my mind. And of course, White Man Can't Jump, awesome movie. Yeah. Street Ballers. He got game. Another pretty solid movie. You got Ray Allen. And Denzel and it's street basketball. Jesus Shuttlesworth, way better a character development. Yeah, mm. yeah, dude, that's <laughs> that that's a solid movie. And then there was this movie that I that I remember it was an HBO movie, and I thought it was called The Goat. It's actually called Rebound: The Legend of Earl yeah. the Goat Manigault. And yeah. I went back and rewatched it because I didn't want to suggest it because I saw it a long time ago. Dude, that is a solid movie. That mm-hmm. is a hella strong movie. You have a. Uh, 
you have Don Cheadle is the main character playing playing the goat. Forrest Whit- Forrest Whitaker is in there. There's just a a huge cast of of actors, and that was from the early '90s. Ooh. Movie holds up really well, and it's a very sad story about about a basketball player with all the talent in the world and all the worst influences. And in his story is is like a Shakespeare tragedy, big time. What's his streaming on? Uh, I watched it on YouTube. Uh, okay. YouTube then. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, dude. Watch yeah. it. Well, cool. Um, so I have two. I actually only had one thing on my petardar, but then um, when we were talking about boxing movies, I put another one on there. So um, first of all, it's Victory. And we were talking about movies that are sports movies and that aren't filmed well. I think soccer is very poorly represented. And this is a weird soccer movie where, like, listen to this. So Sylvester Stallone is a spy in Europe during World War II, and he gets taken to, like, a POW camp where, like, there's a whole bunch of other POWs from other nations, including Pele. And it's not really explained why he's there, <laughs> but like they basically challenged the Nazi guards to a soccer game and then use the soccer game as a way to escape. And Pele like invents the bicycle kick in like 1945. And then the fucked up thing about this movie is they don't win. They tie the game. And then like all of the people in the stadium are like not they're against the Nazis. And so they escape. So the title of the movie, I don't, if you were going to watch that, sorry if I fucked it up for you. But I just I remember watching that with my dad, and he used to like to talk about it. But it's a weird movie. And when did that movie come out? Oh, everyone was young. Eighties, seventies, I think. Wow! Brent, I saw okay. I saw a glint of recognition in your eye because you were like, I feel like I didn't remember that. I know exactly. I didn't know about the time. I mean, you said Sylvester Stallone and Pele. I know exactly what you're talking about because um, I, I watched that movie once to see if it should it go on should. our podcast. It really should. Oh, it's going yes. to. It's on the list. <laughs> that would be fantastic for you guys to talk about. Oh, no, it's 1981. Almost the yeah. 70s. Um, That was a movie where I watched it in my youth. And then in college, a friend of mine and I were walking around Walmart. And it was in like the $2 bin. And I was like, we need to watch this. And we did a few times. It was great. Um, Hey, Jimbo, real quick. He Got Game was filmed at my college. And so it was on like our closed circuit college thing. Nice. Um, Yep. Elon University in Burlington, North Carolina. And people used to joke about it because um, some of the outside shots were in places where people would eat. But then the one inside shot before Ray Allen has the threesome, they're walking in a hallway in like a dorm that I'd I'd been in. And then when they open the door, it's a set because like the room is way too fucking big um, to be like a dorm room. And so, yeah, he's about to totally have that threesome. But everyone at my college is like, that's not what a Staley dorm room looks like. Like, it's really small. Um, okay. So my last petardar is Creed. Um, the the new movie with Ryan or Ryan Coogler and uh, Michael B. Jordan. And the reason I bring it up in terms of like, I thought about it when we were talking about the basketball scenes and the tracking shots and the wide angles. If you, if you haven't watched the first 16 minutes of C- the fight in Creed... Um, I read about it. It was very carefully choreographed to look like an actual boxing match. And it's the first two rounds and there's no cuts. There's no edits. So it's all one take. And so even if that's the only part you watch, like Jimbo, you were talking about how some boxing movies are inauthentic, you know, this one, like, I think they did a really good job. And I remember watching that and like, I'd read about it being one take and then actually watching it. It was fucking incredible filmmaking. Well, I didn't know that about that scene, but Creed is a, is a strong movie. I would say it's, top three best rocky movies yeah oh yeah wait but mm, best rocky movie go i think the 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 original 
I like Rocky Four so much, but I. Yeah, Rocky Four is fun. It's really fun. Man. I actually it's like really Rocky fun. One and Two better. I like Rocky One and Two the best, and then Creed. I I would put Creed third, and then Rocky Four is 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 fourth. If I had to do it objectively, it would be Rocky One, then Creed, then Rocky Two. But if it was by just like my nostalgia boner coming out, like dude, it's Rocky Four all day. Like I I love the song. I think I downloaded like Hearts on Fire. Hearts on fire, strong desire. I mean, that was definitely. Thank you. All right, Drew, our, our listeners get it, dude. You like that? You know, you like I know, that song. I lost the words, but do you remember that? It was fantastic. Okay, go ahead, Jibbo. I cut you off. Rocky Four was definitely my favorite growing up. I'll say that. Rocky Five is really disturbing. Don't watch it again. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in it. Cool. So next week we have the crown requested by uh, one of my eighth graders, Liam. He wants to know if it's uh, as good as his parents are saying. And considering he wrote this review months ago, he might very well have watched the show by now. But maybe he'll be into our thoughts on it. So um, the crown streaming on Netflix. You got any plugs, Jimbo? Yes, we have uh, our website, pilotsandpetards.com. Once again, follow our blog, join the pre-recording discussions. You can find us on your local podcast app if you haven't already. Our official closing music is an instrumental track by Entheos. And our intro music was mixed by Jake Drew. And you can follow us on the following Twitter, Instagram, and you can join our Facebook group. Cool. Uh, you got some plugs, Brent? Yeah, I'll plug it again. Yeah, We got the Home Video Hustle, new episodes every Friday. We got a YouTube page. We put up videos every Wednesday. Every Friday we do whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. I'm throwing a whole bunch of movies and he picks them out at random. Sometimes it's a theme to it. Sometimes it's just whatever I feel like throwing in there. And sometimes whole months can have a theme. I dress up in costumes sometimes. You know, we do a lot of goofy stuff on YouTube. But the new episodes always come out on Friday. And it's at homevideohustle.podbean.com. Twitter, HVH Podcast, Instagram, Facebook. Just type in Home Video Hustle. I assure you we'll be there. Brent, is there, is, is there one episode that you would recommend for someone that never listened to you before? That's tough. I have been asked that a couple of times. And it's hard because sometimes it changes. But I think the one I say the most to get like the most of what we do, it probably be the Tales from the Hood episode. That episode we talk about the movie, it's like a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite reviews to listen to. But then sometimes we do like we give a little social commentary. We answer questions and do that type of stuff. And I think that's the episode where we do all of it. So I always go for that one first. I, I like y'all's Disney episodes because there are some polarizing opinions being shared. Yeah, I, I hate Disney movies. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, funny too, when you guys do superhero movies, those are also controversial. So I don't know, as I've gotten older, it's just like my, my thrill with them has gone down. Like I like I like dumb movies. Like I have more fun watching them. <laughs> like the Avengers and everything. I'm now and everybody's all hyped for it. I was more hyped for like the Death Wish reboot when it came out. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to see Avengers Night Dude, Before it comes up, out. What's, I'm psyched. What's up with Ready Player One? Is that a video game? or It's a, based off a novel about video games or something like that. Oh, it's like, okay, I think the story okay. is like this. It's a world where they put on VR headsets because the whole rest of the world is all jacked up. And the guy that created it left like these three items. And whoever finds it first gets his money and his corporation and all that. And this bad guy's trying to get it so they can take over and all that type of stuff. From what I heard, it's just a bunch of references to old video games. So if you're a video gamer, you just be like, oh, I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. 
<laughs> yeah, I read I read the book. There's not a there, when people said that it was kind of like a thin film. I'm like, there's not a lot to the book either. Um, so I mean, I wasn't I wasn't surprised that that was people's feedback. It's a fine book. You can read it. It's probably fun for people who are yeah into video games. But oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Nah, sounds like it sucks. <laughs> I wouldn't waste your time with it. And listeners. <laughs> If you can't tell by the music, the show is officially over. But if you love us as much as we love us, we're going to stick around for a couple more minutes. And Brent, I, I would like your take on The Last Jedi. Because Drew and yep, I, we have we this thing going. I hate it. I tried to watch it a third time. I, le- I left the theater before the movie ended because I was just like, don't care. <laughs> you have movie pass, That's- too. That's part of that story. So you. <gasps> no, I do not. I canceled oh, my movie pass out of principle. Okay. Because of that movie? No, 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 because they are a scam company. <laughs> yeah, dude, they, they have no IT. Or, you know, by no, I mean, like, they probably have one person. There's probably millions of people on, on their service. If you have any problem, good fucking luck getting some help. I got to tell my friends if it works that. fine, it works fine. I know people dude, that have 50, it. Dude, go, go to, like, their app rating. They have, like, 50% ones and, like, 50% fives. <laughs> so it's, like, it's just a crapshoot. <laughs> I've been hearing people yeah. talk highly of that too. You're the first person I say I heard say it sucks. Go on, go on Twitter and just put in Movie Pass and look at all the comments. They're all like, "Fuck you! This thing hasn't worked in six months." <laughs> I luckily found someone that posted their uh, uh, phone number on there, and I called them up, and someone answered, and I was like, "Hey, I can't get this to work." And they went in and they reset my my account and my password, and then I was like, "All right, I'd like to cancel it," and they're like, "Okay," and I was like. So he re- they just canceled me right then, and I and I did use it once before before it expired. But I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give this com- company money. For one, I don't go to the movies that much either. I don't either anymore. And for two, like like you know, like their company just is not like you need to hire some more people. If it, like if you're if you're gonna have millions of people using your app, you need to have at least like two IT you know reps. Yeah. your face got red during that man. We're video chatting. Um. Oh yeah, man! I get really yeah. worked up. Yeah. In the movie pass. But Brent, Brent, what were your what were your last Jedi? Thoughts? Okay, yeah, but back back yeah. to the last Jedi. Oh, it's funny because those are more reviews that people get mad at about because PJ hates the Star Wars. I know. Movie. I was oh, gonna dude. say every time you guys wait in like <laughs> franchise touchy, fandom, touchy subject. those are good episodes too. I like Home Video Hustle. I do listen to it. Oh, thank you. I have a lot. I like you guys too. That's so why when you asked me to come on here, I was like, hell yeah. Nice. Cause um, I've listened to like at least five or six episodes of you guys. Like just last oh, week, I've cool. been trying to catch up. So you guys are fairly new, so it's easier than other podcasts that are like two hundred yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn it, I'm trying to. Well, man, you definitely jumped into the show. You know, you got the yes. format down. Oh yeah, but um, Star Wars. I I love the Last Jedi, man. <laughs> okay. <It's- laughs> How many times did you see it? That's the thing. Only once, though. I don't help. Oh, unreliable, what? right <laughs> there, dude. You got to see it like two or three times. It gets worse, man. Every time, just like, ugh. Disagree. I, I liked know, it a lot more Force on the Awakens, second. I, I, hated I liked it a lot time. more on the second viewing. I got a lot more out of it. Did you see it a third time um, yet? No, but they're they're actually going to do it on the rocks out at Red Rocks, and I think I'm going to buy a ticket. That'd be really cool. Ooh. Yeah. I need to watch it. I've been meaning to buy the Blu-ray. I just haven't got around to it yet. But I'm, at the time, it was my like when I first saw it. I walked out thinking it was my favorite Star Wars movie. Like, I yeah. have it ranked behind New Hope. I have it in front of <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, and some of my friends think I'm crazy. So what what is y'all's order then of like favorite Star Wars? What do you got, Jimbo? I got Empire, Revenge of the Sith, oh, and then then a New Hope. Um, I I like of the the prequels. That is the one though. I do like that. That's a good one. Um, 
And then I'll say, I have to put the last Jedi. I have to put it below the Force Awakens. And it, and I pending pending a rewatch of uh, of of the clone attack of the clones i have it down there oh, at the man. bottom man attack of the clones Thought, is you know, rough come come coming in at like six or seven okay um i haven't done this in a while one sec well i mean i'm comprehensive no i'll do it off the top of my head um <laughs> let's see um new hope last jedi um and then empire i know give me a sec dude that's what i want to write down then empire strikes back um, and then I have Revenge of the Sith. Um, and then I have uh, Return. Of the- no, then I have Revenge of the Sith. No, no, I have Force Awakens. This is what I want to write down, dude. <laughs> above, above. Yeah, above Return of, Return of the Jedi. Dude, I'm a big Return of the Jedi hater. Uh, um, well, yeah, but Force Awakens. Mm, I would say they're comparable. Way more comparable than people give them credit for. Because everyone's like, oh, Force Awakens is like just the story told again. So it's fucking Return of the Jedi. Because guess what? In Return of the Jedi, they. They're all Ex- the story Except for Last Jedi. Jedi. Every single Except movie. Last Jedi. Yes. Yes. No. What? That is so the story mm. told again. Dude, the only movies that aren't the story told again is the first one the, is is A New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back. Those are the only two that aren't the story told Different again. Different parts. Dude. Okay, but I put Return. Yeah, no. So I put. Uh, I'm going to write you an essay on how bad you Last can. Jedi is, We've dude, done okay? Four. And you're just going to sit there and oh, nod not, your not head, my the head whole time. because you do not acknowledge any of my <laughs> points. Last Jedi is fine. I acknowledge your points, them. dude. I'll Dude, I I appreciate not dude, that one. Last yeah. Jedi is the most complex one and people want original storytelling. <laughs> it, no. It is, Brent. No, okay, look this up. No, no, There's this no, thing no. called um Okay, Brent, no, settle no, this well, right I now. I want to throw my thing out there, but um yeah. Yeah, so, throw, throw your thing, I, I guess. So there's this really cool um, film concept called, like, The Murder in the Field. And it comes from, like, a movie by Kiro Kazawa uh, Rashomon in, like, 1958. Go I gotta go piss, man. You keep going. Um, and, you know, do you know the conceit of the film? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, yeah, just, like, there's three scenes and you are unsure of, like, who's telling the truth and, like, what actually happens. Like, who does murder, you know, the field. And I think that's, like, a really strong part of... The Last Jedi that I didn't really key in on until I watched it the second time because you see like Luke and Kylo Ren's like encounter but every time you see it like there's a small subtle difference so the first time I think it's like um, Kylo turns around tries to like hit Luke with a lightsaber or no he just like tries to pull the roof down and so that's one point of view that's what Rey assumes then you see um, Luke's point of view which is he like takes out the lightsaber but he doesn't he sheaths it and that's when kylo notices and then he pulls it down and then the third time when you see it from kylo's point of view kylo lifts his lightsaber up to block luke's downcoming slash and so like i think that's like just a little bit more sophisticated storytelling than anything else you've seen in star wars because that's the most ambiguity you've had because like who is actually telling the truth and then we as the viewers can probably assume that like the truth is somewhere in between all three of those but I think that's challenging in a way that other Star Wars aren't challenging. And I think the people who are like, oh, it's reductive. I'm like, no, they're actually doing something different. And I also like that Ray's parents are nobody. Sorry, I jumped into something else there. I love I love both of those. Yeah. I love both of those parts. But unfortunately, there's about two hours and 20 no, minutes man. of other There's two hours and 20 minutes of other action-packed mayhem excitement. <laughs> oh, I hate it, dude. I hate Poe. I hate Finn. I hate almost every single Finn had an organic arc where he had to like join the rebellion because he was only trying to get away from being a stormtrooper before but now he's invested 
Finn is charismatic. Care. Sorry, go ahead, Brent. No, so I, didn't, so I didn't care about that. The whole casino section with Finn and the uh, girl, I can't remember her name. Was it Rose or was that her yep. name? Yep. Yeah, I, that, that's how I didn't care for that stuff. But other than that, though, like, I was cool with the movie. I didn't really go into like high expectations or anything. I just was like, I'm just curious how it's gonna be. Neither did I. <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was gonna suck too, honestly. <laughs> it was fun. I had high expectations. Actually, I mean, the thing is, like, I I was kind of into Ryan Johnson. Like, he's done some like small indie movies, like Looper, but especially Brick, where he's just had like really good small. Dude, Looper um, wasn't an indie movie. I think it was, dude. Mm, Bruce at Willis. A cut rate that did not have a huge budget, man. Um, okay, well, we can dispute that and we can research that later, but like Brick and Brothers Bloom was also kind of some smaller movies where like I just thought he was a really sophisticated storyteller in terms of like the way he told the story, especially with Brick, but also he just had like really good small character moments from his actors. So that's kind of what I got out of um, like The Force or The Last Jedi too, because I thought it was a really strong acting performance from Mark Hamill. I understand that people, some people pushed back on like that being like their Luke Skywalker. But to me, the storytelling made sense. And also, Mark Hamill wasn't a great actor-actor, like, back in Return of the Jedi in the day. Like, there's a reason Han Solo was the breakout star. So I thought that, like, another strong part of, like, Last Jedi was, like, you got a good performance out of almost everybody. And so, yeah, maybe Looper's not low budget. Looper, 30 million budget. Yeah. For a sci-fi, <laughs> you know. It's not an indie movie. Come it's on, It's not a blockbuster. Dude. It got him, from, like, Last Jedi. I don't know. What do you think, Brent? Oh, the Mark Hamill thing made me laugh because I was telling somebody that when we had a conversation about this before is that they were like, oh, Mark Hamill, he did this and he did that. I'm like, he was never that great to begin with. <laughs> you like can watch the original movie especially. He's not that great, man. Acting is kind of off throughout the whole movie. Hey, he had a great performance in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That I would agree with 100%. And he's the Joker, man. He's a good voice actor, but like, oh, he, can't, yeah. he can't put it all together. You know, He's also the dude that gets kidnapped in the first Kingsman. <laughs> I didn't know that at first. Somebody told me I went back yeah, and watched it. I was like, oh. <laughs> nice. So there you go, Jimbo. I, I feel like my essay, and you're nodding with me, but you just bucking them trends, and you're loving those prequels. <laughs> I hate the prequels, man. I just... Revenge of the Sith is an enjoyable movie. Yeah, I, I like that one, too. Yeah, the lightsaber battle. It's nice that lightsaber battle is 20 minutes long. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I, I could do without the Yoda one, but yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think... You know what? Let's... let's just, you know, since, since, since we're in the Star Wars and this is Shop Talk, how about the Solo... The, the the second solo trailer. The second solo trailer made me think about actually buying a ticket. Me too. Yeah. I'm considering it. At first, I was just like, I'm gonna pass on this. There's too many movies out this year. But the second one, I was like, oh, this is intriguing, you know? And yeah, like if it's if it's competent, like a heist movies, heist movies are doable, you know? Like they shouldn't fuck it up, especially with Han Solo. Like just make it fun and make it cool. That's it. That's all you gotta do. That's all. That's all I gotta do. Yeah, I think the movie's gonna suck, but the trailer was <laughs> was good enough where I'm I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely Drew, go see it too. What are you doing over there, man? You sound like a little pack rat or something, you know, messing with your mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting in the way of this gold. This is shot talk, man. Um, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I the music, the music will cover it up. Cool. You're right. I'm looking. I'm looking for that. I want to hear what people say. It's not. It's not a first weekend movie for me. 
Um, I'll see both what like some critics say, but I'll also see what you say. I'll see what my friends say and what some people say. So, movies are expensive. You should move to Tucson, dude. There's a movie theater here on Tuesdays, dollar seventy-five. Like first run movies or old movies? No, 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 no. Second run. Well, I mean, oh. we got we got an Elvis cinema out here, and it's like two seventy-five. Prime time. Yeah, dude. That's fine. That's where I saw Star Wars the third time. You know, I did see Star Wars the second time on the movie pass. That was the, uh, that was my one movie pass movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think I think I'm good. Cool. Brent, you got any final words? I think I'm good too. Thank y'all for having me though, for real. Oh yeah, man. Thanks thanks for coming on, especially on short notice, yeah. dude. Oh, Brent, we we got we got catchphrase if you want to join us. Every day we hoistling. Jimbo out. <laughs> okay, every day we hoistling. Drew out. <laughs> every day we hoistling. Brent out. Yeah, cool, man. All right.